<laughs> All right, let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Parker Kane. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Upbeat. I share a lot of motivational stuff and info on social media, music, and entertainment, but I will also be sharing my personal experiences and interviewing all kinds of other people for their stories and their experiences, finding and pursuing what they really love to do. Let's get into it. This podcast episode is brought to you by Teton Guitars and Chesbro Music out of Idaho Falls, Idaho. And I actually just got a Teton guitar myself, and let me tell you, it is incredible. The build, the quality, the feel, the sound, the tone, it is all there, and I am really impressed. They also have a wide variety of other brands, instruments, accessories, and sheet music, so definitely go check them out. And if you're not from around here, you can still shop at ChesbroRetail.com or TetonGuitars.com. But if you're near me, then go to their Idaho Falls store at 327 West Broadway and mention the code 0430. If you mention 0430, Chesbro Music will give you 10% off your purchase for coming from this podcast. And this offer is good through April 30th. There are some exclusions that may apply, so be sure to ask a sales associate for all the details. Hey guys, this is Upbeat. I'm your host, Parker Kane. Thank you once again for being here. I appreciate it. This is a really special episode with Scotty B out of California, and I want to jump right in. But before I do, I wanted to give you just a quick reminder that next episode is going to be really cool too. It's reversed, the one I told you about last time, uh, where I'm going to have someone interview me, and we want to answer all of your questions. So please send in your questions to my Instagram at underscore Parker Kane or the upbeat phone number 208-557-1089. But let's get right into it. This is a, like I said, a really special episode with Scotty B out of California. And I was actually introduced to him by a good buddy of mine, Taylor Tomblin, who's a phenomenal dude as well. And I hope to have him on the podcast someday. Uh, but, but yeah, that's how this got set up. And let me tell you, Scotty is a very wise and kind loving guy who just absolutely cares about people and helping them gain a vision for themselves and helping them succeed and recognize their own potential. And he doesn't claim to be like a life coach or anything like that, but he does claim to be more of a guide and he's got this thing called the breakthrough process. It takes a few minutes and he just helps people realize their potential and what they're capable of and helps them see a clearer vision for themselves. And I actually had the opportunity, I'm so thankful for this too, but I've actually had the opportunity to be on the phone outside of this episode and outside of the recording process with Scotty B. And he has taken me through that breakthrough process and he's helped Taylor, my buddy, do it as well. And it really does help so much. And Scotty is so nice and so willing to take any of your guys' questions. So before jumping in, I just wanted to give you his email real quick. He's happy to answer any emails. Uplift with Scotty B at gmail.com. Uplift with Scotty B at gmail.com. Send him your questions. He says you can be totally anonymous. You don't have to reveal your identity or anything like that, but you could literally ask him anything and he responds to every email and he is just there to help you and support you and help encourage you. So definitely take advantage of that. What he does is amazing and it, and it has helped me so much. So I'm just going to let him take this away and share all of his stories with us. Hope you guys love it. Hey, Scotty B, thanks for being on the show with me. I appreciate it a ton. Oh, thank you. I'm super excited for it. Now, you're a guy that thrives, uh, you know, by helping people. You have a gift uh, right out the gate. I want to ask you, how did you discover that? Did you always know that? Not at all. Um, you know, I'm just like everybody else, you know, living life, ups and downs and everything. I did some searching, and I go, okay, you know, life's got to be a little easier than this. And, and I found that, you know, a lot of people, it takes a lot of time. They'll go, oh, it's going to take me forever to get there. And I discovered that 
I discovered this little breakthrough process that people can have breakthroughs in moments and literally go for what they want. Because oftentimes people have blocks in the way or people have an identity and say, oh, you know, I'm this, I'm not too smart or, oh, this happened to me so I can never have that. Or, oh, you know, life's like a little crap sandwich and every day is another bite or they, they live in that world. And we all do. We all get stopped by things. I mean, just being human, you're going to have challenges. It's just they don't go away. They're never going to go away. However, it's how we how we respond to our challenges. Uh-huh. And so, when you called it my gift, I appreciate that. But what, what I've really been able to do is come up with ways to get through challenges easily. So, Parker, I'll give you an example. Most people think they want to go from rags to riches, which is fine if that's what they want. They go, oh, if I won the lotto, i do this. And, you know, I've done a lot of research and watched people, and it's not true. You know, most people only need an extra three or 400 a month to have their dreams or a lot of their dreams. Like I was working with this woman one day, and she was so nice, and she's married. She and her husband both working, had a mortgage payment, you know, just like people. Had a couple of kids, and she goes, oh, I want them to have lessons and stuff. And I go, that's only – and so I asked her how much. She goes, ah, it's only three or five. I said, you don't get, but we can go through a process that you can really find out because the process is so easy and it takes moments, like I said, to go through. But once you go through it, you answer your own questions and you say, oh, well, I do have a way to this. And I've got story after story after story, Parker, of people just having immediate breakthroughs or going what they want. There's another one. Like I had a lady in Los Angeles, and she found out about me. She called, and she goes, I work on the 14th floor of a building, and I have spent years going up and down the stairs. I'm afraid of elevators. And I just, I chuckled with her, but it was so sincere for her. And it was such a huge phobia, and we just worked through it. And then she was just having fun riding up and down elevators. So there's something about our brain. If people really get how their brain works, your brain does not know, or our brain or my brain does not know a truth from a lie. Now, our internal does and can, but not our brain. And you can tell your brain something so many times and it'll believe it's the truth, even when it's completely not true. And so it's literally like a reprogramming, but it's not a hard reprogramming. It's an easier than anyone would ever think to reprogram their brain to think a certain way. Like, I've worked with people who have had horrific trauma in their life. I mean, horrific. And there's people, and they make it their identity. And what we do is we just said that from the identity to, yeah, it was an experience. I learned a lot from it. It hurt. But people get stopped so much, Parker, and they don't have to. The better way to say it is they can get stopped, but it can just be for a moment. Because mm-hmm. every day we're going to wake up and have challenges, human experience. And people say, well, I want a perfect day. But you can go from a normal day to a medium day to, oh, a better day to an extraordinary day. And it's all on the basis of, of uh, I'll introduce this now. You're a radio man, right? <laughs> yeah. You, I, you do radio. Right? I understand a lot about audio and stuff like that. Okay, you're really good. Well, you, you've heard of frequencies. Like you turn on your radio and there's FM, AM, there's XM, all those things have frequencies. Well, we all have frequencies, and the world is on different frequencies, and they're different, and they're different levels, different frequencies. And then it's literally vibrating at a different frequency, or what I would call a focus. It's like a diet. 
how many people start diets? I used to be almost 300 pounds, and now I'm closer to the 200 range, but I'm 6'3", so I'm tall. But what happens is people will start a diet. It's a great example for me to use. And they'll do another diet, and another diet, and another diet, and that diets will last two or three days. And so they're on a frequency of, okay, I'm going to do a diet. And they go, I'm going to lose all this weight and stuff like that. But they don't get the breakthrough of why. And they don't really get down to the root of, why do I have this weight to begin with? And, you know, there's medical reasons and all those reasons. There is, and people say it, genetics and all that. They can have whatever they want. They can say it however they want. And good for them. And it's true for them because we, whatever we tell our brain, it believes. But there's also just going through a breakthrough process and having that and just really discovering, like, like why do I have it? And I went through that process. I discovered, well, why do I have all this weight? What is it? And and I discovered what it was, and I just started losing. But I I tried 20 diets. I did. I did Jenny Craig, Weight Watchers. I did keto. I did everything. People think they have to suffer to do it. And this is what I discovered about suffering that I want to just mention to you, Parker, uh-huh. is, is people think they have to suffer. And all suffering is, this is what I've discovered for me. So it's just Scott's truth, you know, Scotty B's truth. That's all it is. But I think it works for people. If suffering is like a flag, it's like, like it's just a flag that's raised or like a stop sign to take a moment and really, really look at why you're feeling that way. That's all suffering is. But I don't think any of us were meant to long-term suffering. Like, people will say, oh, I'll just get through it. Why do they want to just get through it? You know, things will happen. Like, my mom and dad both died of cancer, you know, just a few years ago. And, you know, it hurt. And I'm human, and it really hurt. However, the suffering was short-lived. It was more, I got to really be present to where it was all at. And I got to really change the frequency to, wow, I got to celebrate. Didn't I feel it? Absolutely. It was brutal for a couple of days. I just, for a couple of days when my mom was diagnosed with leukemia, I just go, how am I going to make it? And then I really got, you know, okay. And I really did this process. I go, okay, what's the suffering about? Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to miss your mom. Absolutely. And I do and did. But I was able to look at it at a different frequency and change it from, oh, man, this is actually a celebration. Now my mom's like, God, do I miss her sometimes? Absolutely. But in my frequency, it's different. And then every time I feel anything about her, think about her birthday, anniversary, or a smell or something, I can just really be joyful about the time I had with her. And I still feel like she's with me, even though maybe we don't have the same regular conversations, obviously. I don't see her anymore, obviously. But I can have that. But you can have that in anything, any part of your life. Suffering is only meant to be short-term, sir, not long-term. Suffering is only a stop sign and a red flag. And then you go, wow, okay, I got this. And then, you know, you can apply different processes to literally, like, people will start a day bad. But when they start seeing it, they go, no, I'm not going to have a bad day. What can I do? We can stop it, change it, start it again. It's such, all these are simple processes. I work with a lot of people with depression, and depression is so real for people. It is. And like I said, I'm not a counselor or a psychologist. And people are on medications, which, you know, whatever their physician describes, they should do. They should follow their physician, a professional, always. 
But what I've discovered in working with a lot of people who have depression is their focus. And I've seen so many people just change their frequency on it, and little by little they come out of it, or they start seeing other things and seeing a hope. They have hope that they didn't have before. We all will suffer a little of the blues just part of the human experience, but we don't have to stay there. And like people who are clinically depressed, it's always great to get their medicine and see a counselor. Counseling's great. I mean, I've just seen so many people have miracles with counseling. Yeah. It's just like going, hey, what's this? And it's often just a moment or words that were said to them that hurt or just the experience they have, but they can totally shift it. And that's what I'm talking about, totally shift their experience. And it doesn't have to define them. It doesn't have to be their identity. And it doesn't have to go on all day. It doesn't have to go on a week. It doesn't have to be a lifetime. See, a lot of people sentence themselves. Like something will happen when they're four or five. Grandma told me I'm really a bad boy and I was, or somebody said in the playground, I was stupid. So they'll, they'll carry that identity. Well, I'm not very smart. Well, I'm not smart like them, which is totally untrue. It's just a lie to the brain. So as a kid, we're told different things, and we start, our brain takes it in. We go, oh, yeah, this must be who I really am. But it's not at all. So is that kind of starting to describe to you, Parker, the process here? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I could see that you're, like, really passionate about it. Uh, and I think that's really cool. I think all of us can learn from what you just said. There's so many things that we could we could pick out of that. Absolutely. We could just have, Parker, this is what my commitment is, that people have the life they really want and love. And, and I should clarify that. What we want doesn't matter. We could say, I want a million dollars, or I want, you know, all this. It's what we're really committed to. But commitment, like people think commitment is all, harsh. It's not. It's just an action you take. But commitments are important. It's like when people get married, it could be a 10-minute ceremony, but the symbolism of is the rest of their life. But you can really know who you, like, who you want to marry or what kind of life you want or where you want to travel or what kind of career. I mean, I've worked with so many young people, especially or even like I worked with a lady who was almost 70 that was kind of getting bored. I go, hey, hey, you don't have to have that. And we broke through and we just go, and it was so easy. Like I said, like a lot of people hire coaches for years and months and I'm called a breakthrough coach, but I'm not really that. I'm a guide. People have the answers inside themselves. And so it, it's good to have a guide and find the answers and then put in a structure to fulfill it. But the structure is People try to make them so heavy or, oh, it's going to be heavy with weight loss. It doesn't have to be. I'm living proof of losing weight, and I didn't really suffer through it. I, I really got to the root of why I had the weight and what I was protecting. Mine was I was just putting on protection from stuff that happened a long time ago, and it doesn't all have to be horrific events. It could be simple words that were said or why we do what we do. But when I started discovering, oh, wow. This is what I do, and this is what I had. The weight just started peeling off, and it still is. And but I don't have to suffer. I can still have my cheesecake, and I still eat what I want. I maybe eat, look at it differently sometimes, but I, I don't. It's like dieting without dieting, because like I, I'm, I grew up on a ranch. I'm a beef guy, so I'm going to have that steak, and I'm going <laughs> to have that baked potato, and I'm going to have the you know loaded baked potato, and I can still do all that. It's just I have a different framework for it, so I I haven't came to pound. That is so awesome. 
if we could just shift gears too a little bit, um, I totally, sure. I totally skipped over like asking you like to tell me more about yourself and like the things, uh, all the different oh, things that you like have done. Okay. So I'm just a really normal guy. I grew up on a, a, a beef ranch farm and just had farmer parents, worked a lot of hours. And, and then I went to college. And when I got in college, and this is the thing, Parker, when I was younger, I could read really well, but other subjects I couldn't do. Uh-huh. And so, like, I labeled myself, well, mediocre. So I did mediocre grades in high school. I did. And I... I went to college, but what I had to do was go to summer school to get into college. I was on like probation because my, if you saw my ACT, you would die. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever had an ACT score that low. Okay. (laughs) Seriously. But I had this belief that I wasn't very smart, but I wanted to go to college and I wanted to get a degree. I did. And not everyone needs a degree, especially now, but I felt like I did. So I get into college and I'm doing okay in school, but like I wanted to, I had to take a chemistry class as part of the curriculum. I go, there's no way I'm ever even going to pass. So I go to the chemistry teacher and I go, you know what? I'm not that smart. I'm going to suffer. Like, what does it take to get through it? And he goes, well, you know, a D you could get through, but why would you get a D? And I go, because I'm not. He goes, okay, I'm going to talk to you. And that's where my breakthrough processes really started. He goes, let's just look at it differently. So this is what's cool. So I'm in a chemistry class in college, freshman year, and he started reframing things. That's part of the breakthrough process is just seeing things differently. And I got to tell you, within a month, he had this lab class. He was having me teach the table of elements, you know, just, just teach it. And I could because he changed my learning process. I wasn't stupid. I just told myself for so long that I wasn't smart. But, you know, we all have capabilities, and I started doing that. And so that started me on a journey, and I go, wow, what if I did well in college? I wanted to get a master's. I go, oh, would anyone ever accept me? And they did, and I got in my master's, and I think I got one A minus and one B plus. The rest were A's, and that was competitive. So after college, I was I had the fortunate and great opportunity to intern for a congressman who became a senator, and now he, he's in the intelligence community. He's nationally known, and I worked for him. And he mentored me so much. But another reason I got to work for him is I applied. But in the interview, I was just so passionate because I didn't used to be passionate. I was so passionate about working for him. And so they hired me. So I did that. And then I had the opportunity to go. I wanted to live in Florida. I liked the sun and I've been to Disney World. I go, I'm going to live by there, right? And I didn't really have a job. But I had a friend who worked for a company for marketing. He goes, you can help me with marketing. Well, I didn't know a lot about marketing. He hired me, and, and no kidding. So I have a master's, but it's really a clerk job. But it was enough to live on. So I go, hey, venture, right? I'm going to try this. <laughs> so I go, he quits within three weeks. So wow. I met this job, and he quits. And I'm in That's a new crazy. city, a new place. I'm going, holy crud, what did I just do? I don't know anybody. I'm in a new city and everything. But then I did my little breakthrough, and I said, hey, turn this into an adventure. So I turned it into a venture, and eventually I became director of international operations for this company. Now they're a billion-dollar skin company globally. And I didn't make them that way, and, and the owners did. I don't want to take any credit for that. But what I did do is I was able to travel, like do cruises, go international travel. I was able to go all over. the. So I've been to several continents because of this job, but I was able to and hire country managers, things like that. But I grew in it. 
I didn't know all the skills, but I but I just said, okay, I'm going to focus on learning and repetition. And I grew from this little clerkship to being director of international operations in this company. And I'm nobody special, and I was never what I thought was smart or anything. I didn't have the real skill set. All I did was work at it and develop the skills. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I got to see the world because of it. I've, I've seen most of the world, and I even got to go to Europe on a, on a project, and I go, hey, I'm going to take all my vacation now. And then I took some vacation I didn't have, and I spent almost two, two months just backpacking Europe because I wanted to. And I bought a URL pass, and I get on the train, and some days I go here, and I saw 11 countries. But literally, those people I met on the train, I go, oh, okay, I'll travel with you for a couple of days. But it was such an experience. And so I did the um, director of international operations. And then I, I met somebody there that wanted to do an import-export business, and I'd never done that. And I go, okay, I'll work with you. And we really developed it. So we were bringing in all these products from um, the Philippines and China to through the port of Los Angeles. So I moved to California to do that. And then I just morphed into being a consultant. So I worked with a lot of companies, a lot of people, companies that you know their names easily. But it's not like I knew like all this stuff. It was just in the questions. And so like I've worked with clients in South Africa, which is so beautiful, and Belgium and Finland and the US. But like my life is magical for me because I would just ask the questions. And when I went into consulting, I didn't know everything, but I knew enough. And then with YouTube and the Internet, I mean, you can find answer any question. But then I started doing my breakthrough process with them. And then they started discovering, like, this is what I know, Parker. I've discovered you follow your passion. I literally have developed that I want to be passionate about every day and people and everything. Now, there's moments that I'm not passionate, but I just do my little processes. And I go, okay. Yeah, you can be passionate. But what I've discovered in all the things I've ever done is people are wonderful and people are scared. People are just like all the same. We're all the same. But we can be passionate about our lives and every day we can have something. And it's not like you have to be like, oh, super amped up every day to live life. I'm not. But what I do know is I do enjoy what I do. And when I don't, I have a process to get me in the state. And how I do it is gratitude. And I'll really say, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful I have this. And you cannot go into the state of gratitude and stay in that, that discouraged state. You can't. Yeah. That, all that is so, so good. Um, and definitely like keeping the listeners in mind, I, I put out on my Instagram story, Hey, I'm meeting with someone tonight for a podcast interview. Send me in your questions. So is it okay with you if I, like sure anything if i give you like two scenarios real quick yes anything okay so so the first one so let's just say you're a single woman in her 50s you know you didn't go to college you work at you've been working job to job but now you're settled in a good reliable job you have no retirement you live in a in an apartment and you want to get a house like what do you do? What's like your advice for her or for anyone that oh, would, sure. would be in like a similar situation? Well, the first thing I'd ask her is, is like, seriously, I'd ask her is, why do you want a home? And a lot of people do. And I would ask her, the first thing I'd ask her is, why do you want a home? And as a home, 
really what you want? And if it is, there's possibilities to get there, no questions. I consult with mortgage clients, and some people have gotten a mortgage in their 70s, so it's not, or 80s, so it's not that. It's not that they can't have it. It's is that what they really want? So that's one thing. And it's never too late to start some retirement. It's just not. Like this woman you're talking about could really love her job, and but she has no retirement, right? It's not that she can't do her job, but she can also add on to the retirement and say, okay, this is what I'm doing, and she might switch jobs. She might go, oh, I can add this. I've worked with so many people who are facing 60s, 70s without retirement, and there's just little things they can do to tweak it so they'll have some extra money because everybody has a skill or something to offer or something they can do. And it's never going to look, and I want to be clear with your listeners, it's never, life is never going to turn out the way you think it is. So don't worry about it. It's not going to turn out that way. It's just not. Everybody has a view, well, if I do this, this, and this. And i got to tell you, I've worked with people who worked for companies for 30 years, 25 years, and the company went bankrupt and they lost everything. And a lot of people went through the recession, especially 2008, you know, 2009. People, like, I I knew a lady who lost a lot of money in an investment that was just ripped off. She was in a row, but I said, no, this is just beginning your life. Just have a simple breakthrough. Just start focusing, and, and it's focus. It really is, Parker. It's just focusing, going, okay, what am I really committed to? Like, I have to talk to a lady, okay? But whatever, she has a skill or she has something. And it's really, and she hasn't even, I promise you, gotten the bottom of her desires. But once she does, it's not like she can't have a house. And people say, well, they have a focus. Well, how am I ever going to afford it? That's where the problem is. There's abundance out there for everyone. They can really have money come from places they never dreamed. I'm telling you, it's happened to me. Like, I, I focused on something. I go, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But then I just made a pact with God. I said, God, I'll do my part. Please help me. And, like, I got a small inheritance. I got a bonus. Like, like at my job in four, for example, I had a great job and I made good money, but I wanted to get something more, and I didn't know how to do it. Mm. And one day my boss goes, well, if anybody can do this, I go, you know what? I really can't, and I didn't know how, but I did it. I did it over time. I got a significant mm-hmm. bonus that was able to buy my first place, you know? But there's stuff, there's so much out there that can happen to you. It's just what you focus on. You can't focus on, I'm in my 50s, I've got one job, I have no retirement. That's one way to look at it. I'm 50s, I still have some health, I can still have a home, and I can do what I really love, whether it's this job with no retirement, and I don't know if I would stay in a job with no retirement. I might do something that I had possibility of something else. But what we do is we get stuck in our security. That's our first basic need is our security, which is fine. But our security can limit us. Whereas we look, yeah, I can still be secure, but there's other things I can do. And we want to go to the second level, you know, which is variety. I want more. I want more passion in life. See, I found this with men and women, especially with women, and I'm not stereotyping. This is my experience. If women, especially with kids, they want their security, they want their life to be ordered in a certain way. Nothing wrong with that. But they can have more. I worked with a single mother with four boys, young boys, and her husband left her and left her with nothing. And she was in an apartment, didn't know how to make pay her rent. 
And we worked, and I said, you know, you can look at it as your food and life help, or you can look at it as great opportunity to build. Well, i got to tell you, she has put her kids now through college. She's created a great job. And, yeah, there were some tough times. But what she did is she just, like, said, okay, I'm going to do this. And not that she wasn't challenged. She was challenged every day, sometimes every hour. But she got that that was a challenge only, and she could overcome it. So the woman in her 50s, hey, baby, life's just beginning for her. There are so many great things that she can do. It can look one way or it can be another focus. I'm just saying at different points of view, you get different things. And it's the view that you have that you'll get. Whatever you focus on, you can have. That is so cool. I I think that'll be really helpful. Um, uh, kind of another, like, listener um I guess demographic that I have is definitely like college kids and like newlywed couples. Sure. And one question that I got really simple kind of age, they were just like, you know, we're newlywed couple in 2019. Like what should our goals be? Well, one of them would be adventure. Okay. One of them would be adventure because see, when you're newlywed, sometimes you'll plan on having a family and settling down and with kids, as most people know, they have structure in school, and you kind of get into a routine, and which is normal. But one thing that I would have as a newlywed couple, say look where you do. You live in Rexburg, Idaho, right? Yes. I would have an adventure, and I'd go, okay, I live close to Yellowstone. I'm going to go to Yellowstone and spend a day. And, and what I tell married couples and how they can keep the spice alive is do little adventures that don't cost a lot. Because, you know, especially people starting out, sometimes they don't have a lot of money. They don't. They're worried about school, bills, stuff like that, rent. I get it. Just human. You know, we all start out like that. But I, if I were a married couple, I, or a newlywed couple, I'd start out and say, okay, we're going to have an adventure at least a month or every other month, no matter what. It's not going to cost a lot. Hey, if we have to put our sleeping bags in a car, our car, that's what we're going to do. But we're going to have an adventure. Because that keeps it spicy. And even when you face your bills and you only have 10 extra bucks in a month and you're doing all that, you have those adventures that last a lifetime because you can say, oh, when we first got married, we went to Yellowstone. Oh, when we first got married, we went out camping. Oh, when we first got married, we went and had shakes. But you know what we did? We made it three different flavors. We did that. And those will be the memories that will sustain them. In the moments that it's tough. See, that's what we all get to do is what we focus on is those memories. Whenever anything gets challenging, I have all these sweet spots I go to. Oh, do you remember when you went to Europe? Do you remember when you were in Portugal? And do you remember that food that you had, that that specific food that you had that tasted like nothing? Or when you went to Venice Beach, California, and you had a fish taco, and it was like the taco that you never dreamed you would have? I have those <laughs> memories, and those sustain me. Yeah. So as a married couple, first thing I do is adventures. Another thing I would do is say, hey, what are we really committed to in our life? At the end of our life, who do we really want to be? Like, do we want to be contribution? Who do we want to be? And I would look at that, and then I would back it up and say, okay, if that's who we want to become, what are some of the steps that we would take? Because, like, I work with so many people that want to be extraordinary, wealthy, and want to win the lotto or mm-hmm. whatever. The chance of winning the lotto are almost zero, okay? They just are. It's just the chance. Let's do the odds. But that doesn't mean you can't have an adventurous life with money in it. You can create stuff. 
But as a newlywed, I always have a little adventure because, you know, even when you're poor or rich, you'll always remember the greatest times you'll ever remember is those adventures and how you did it and you do it differently every time. And then also I'd really look at what I want it to be as a contribution in life. Because you know what I know is you can't take it all with you, but most people want security. So you buy a home, that's great, pay for it. You have kids, you do, and not everybody does, but scenario in life. But what I want more than anything when I'm done is I want to know I've made a contribution. That's why I work with hospice. And I promise you, if anyone's ever depressed, just say what they're grateful for. But if they even want to add something, go volunteer somewhere. That's the way I would live as a daily with or I live it any life. Adventures and volunteering. But I got to tell you, man, every day is another adventure for me. Like yesterday, I was at the beach and I work, did my work, and I consulted. So, but really, I'm not a consultant, I'm a guide. That's what I call it. I help people. But I was at the Huntington Beach yesterday. Today, I spent two hours at Disneyland, had a great lunch, met some people and stuff like that. Tomorrow, I have another adventure. Like in my business, it's an adventure and I get paid for it, you know, and I do well. But more importantly, it's not just the money, it's really the quality of life you have. And that single mother with four kids, she would do these little adventures, didn't have enough money. But what she'd do is go get two different ice cream cones and combine them, and the kids would put M&Ms on them. And they remember that stuff now, and they're grown. And they go, oh, we have these adventures with our mom. And that's all they remember. They don't remember the big Christmas presents with the Xbox and stuff like that. They don't really remember that. They remember the little fun adventures they had. And she would, instead of making dinner in the house, she'd have a picnic in the backyard or go to a park and do a complete picnic. And make it different. Just change it up. But you can have adventure every day in your life. And that's what I would do with the newlyweds. I'd have adventures and contribution. Thank you. Yeah, those are those are awesome. And I actually, like, I learned a lot from what you said. And I think, honestly, too, if you are adventurous and getting out and doing things, it fuels your creativity. And it gives you a bunch of new ideas that you wouldn't have if you were, you know, just kicking it in your living room. Yeah, and even if you're not adventurous, you want to maybe have a little adventure. It's like what I love about you, Parker, is, you know, like, like you know, you did a B-Box, you got a great YouTube video. But what I like about you, if you ever look at a picture of Parker, just that infectious smile that you have, sir. Thank if you. people just meet you and see that smile, you know, a, a bluest day will turn turn bright, bright yellow sunny because you have and, and I, this is one thing I love about the many things that are great about you Parker but the one thing is you are Mr. Adventure and you are Mr. Excitement I mean, what you do is you, you just look at things that are impossible and made it possible like with that you know that one YouTube video that went everywhere you know the, the, the viewers that went everywhere just because you did something different out of the norm and and that's who you are. And that's why it's such a privilege being on your program today is because of who you are. You are, like, I want to really acknowledge you for just who you are as a being. I mean, like, no one can be around you. I know one of your best friends. And I was talking to him one day, and he just goes, today I met Parker, I met my best friend. And that's what he told me. And he said, I had never met anybody that just made me feel so great in the moment with myself than Parker. So I want to acknowledge you. That's what you do for people, sir. And I always be that and I always have that because you just know 
if someone's in your presence, they just feel better because of meeting you. And anybody listening, you can be that for anybody at any time. You know, oftentimes, and I really will end with this, when people say, oh, I had this strategy, and then people try to top it. What if you just listen to them and say, wow, if you need anything, I'm really here. And I'm sorry that happened to you, but I'm right here. Be that. And that's who you are for so many people, Parker. And I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the time that you've given me. And, and you know, I really respect your time and who you are. And I just want to leave with this. Um, I have, and, and you don't even have, no one has to tell me their, their names or anything. And they can leave comments, but they can ask questions and I'll be glad to answer them. My, my email is uplift with Scotty B at Gmail. That's uplift with Scotty B at Gmail. If you've got questions, I'd be glad to answer them. And you can be anonymous. You can be Kevin from DC or Cynthia from Indiana. I don't care. That, 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 that who cares? You know, I don't. You have to reveal your identity. But if you have questions, it's uplift. You know, with Scotty B at Gmail, and just let me know. I love hearing from people and. I answer every email. I do. And so if you ever just want to ask a question or something, I'm right here. That's my contribution. I'd love to answer your question. And I'm not saying I know everything, but I've had good experience. But one thing I am is I'm passionate about people and passionate about life. And that and that's my contribution. Thank you, Scotty B, for, for being with me on Upbeat for this podcast. I know that uh, it's going to affect a lot of people's lives and, and definitely help them uh, as they conquer their week. Yeah, but you're the man, Parker, and what you're doing for people and how you care is so significant. And just thank you. I feel really, I feel mutual. I feel very grateful for for you and everything you've done, and and the even just in last night's phone call and then today's podcast episode. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Have a good night, sir. You too. Bye. Wow. You see what I mean, you guys? <laughs> Scotty B is like a super successful and experienced person, but he's also just very wise and kind and loving and passionate about helping other people succeed and realizing their own potential. So this was an honor to interview him. Scotty B, thank you so much for being on the show with me. Taylor Tomlin, thank you so much for setting this up. I think it was a great addition to Upbeat. There's so many stories in this episode that we can pull from and learn from and apply in our everyday lives. And thank you for listening, you guys. I hope you guys are having a phenomenal week and that this was able to help give you a boost. Definitely take Scotty up on his offer and email him uplift with scotty b at gmail.com all right guys that's it for me i'm out for this week but remember next week is that special edition 15th episode where somebody interviews me and we're going to take all your questions so be sure to send me your questions at underscore parker kane on instagram and the upbeat phone number 208-557-1089 and we will see you next week (laughs) 